listening to the Joyful Soul Project podcast, where we believe a happy mind and a healthy body create a joyful soul. If you are ready to be more confident, seek joy, and live life with intention, then join our project. This is Heidi Linford. Let's do this. Welcome to the Joyful Soul Project podcast and happy Valentine's Day. I hope you guys all have a great day planned with the people that you love and you remember to show love to everyone you're around and to love yourself because as we talked about last week, I'm all about the love. I think love is a great emotion and it just feels awesome to have that love. So yeah, let's enjoy this day of love. It's going to be a good one. So today I wanted to kind of build on that topic and talk a little bit more about love. So probably the most dominant relationship in our life is our marriage. That's the one that we spend the most time with. And honestly, that's the relationship that I coach people the most on is their marriage. It can be challenging, it can be wonderful, it can be enjoyable, and it can be difficult. We're going to talk a little bit about marriage today and how to have a happy marriage. And I'm going to share a couple secrets with you today. I did not come up with these secrets. These secrets were shared with me from my life coach, who is amazing, her name is Jody Moore, and she is awesome. So if you want to learn more about this, definitely go check out her podcast and learn from her. She's awesome. I wanted to share these five secrets to a happy marriage, and they really are amazing. And they're a little bit different than the marriage advice that you typically get. And so I would like to challenge you to to listen and to keep an open mind and to apply them to your own marriage. Whether you are struggling in your marriage and things aren't going as well as you would like them to go, or if things are going pretty well, still apply these concepts and look for ways that you can improve. Because I think for each one of us, we all definitely want a happy marriage and we can definitely improve the way we treat our spouse or improve the way we show up in our marriage. So here we go. Secret number one to having a happy marriage is that whatever you are looking for, you are going to find. Really, having a happy marriage is completely up to us. And what we look for in our spouse, we are going to find. Our relationship with our spouse is just a story that we tell. So if we tell ourselves that our spouse is grumpy all of the time and he is mean and he yells, then that's what we're going to find. We are going to find evidence that supports that. If we believe that he doesn't support us, if we don't have a connection with him or that we're just not interested in the same kinds of things, then that's what we're going to find. On the other hand, if we tell the story that we love our spouse and that he is the perfect person for us 
and that he is amazing and he is wonderful, then we will begin to look for things to prove that that is right and that that's the information that we will start to notice and start to gather. So every moment of our life, there is literally thousands of bits of information that are coming at us. And so our brain can't take all of that in at once. So our senses are being overwhelmed every minute. And so our brain tries to filter through what it believes is relevant and what it believes is not relevant. So when we are telling our brain a story, when we are saying only look for the things that prove we're right, that's what it does. And so it's only looking for information that it believes is relevant. So look for what you want to believe in your spouse. Don't look for what you think is true because you get to decide what version of your spouse is true. We get really good at gathering this evidence and it sometimes gets hard because we get other people involved in this process as well. And we'll say, well, I'm right because everyone else agrees with me. You can ask anyone. Everyone thinks that he's grumpy and that he he yells all the time and that he's just not a very nice person. You can ask his mom or you can ask his coworkers. They would all agree that he is a grumpy person or whatever it is that we're saying about our, our spouse. But it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. This is your relationship with your spouse. So you get to determine the story. You get to determine what you believe. So stop getting other people's opinions, stop gathering evidence from other people, and gather evidence for the story that you want to believe. So whatever you look for, you will find. And a good way to do this is to imagine that you are on a debate team. So like a debate team in high school, the, the two teams will go out there and they will be given a topic. And the team will be broken up into two sides and one team will have to argue for one side of the issue and one side will have to argue against and they have to come up with a convincing argument either for or against. We can do the same thing with our spouse. So an argument can be made either way. We just have to decide which argument we want to make. So I can do this with my own spouse and he is absolutely amazing and wonderful and he does so much to love and support me but that's because that's the argument that I have chosen to believe I could just as easily make the other side of the argument and look for ways that he doesn't do things or that he doesn't support me in the things that I do and I'm not saying that to be critical this is true for every single spouse you can make an argument for or against them. So choose to make the argument for them and be on that debate team and convince yourself that you are on their side, that this is a happy marriage and that you are arguing for them if that's what you want to believe, if that is the road that you want to go down. And remember that our brain is just telling a story and we get to determine what that story is. So one thing to be really careful of here is to watch for those sneaky negative thoughts. Sometimes negative thoughts will come and they just kind of 
ease their way in there and we don't even realize they're negative. So we might give a compliment, but then it's followed up by a negative thought. So this would be something like, well, my spouse is really good at helping me do the dishes, but he never puts his laundry away. Or something like, well, I just wish that he would do fill in the blank. Or something that may maybe sounds like a nice thought, but it's really not serving you very well. So for example, if your husband has decided to no longer believe in your faith, a sneaky negative thought would be, well, I just want our family to be together forever. That sounds like a beautiful, wonderful thought, but if it's causing you pain and it's causing you to feel negatively about your spouse, it might not be a thought that you want to believe and might not be a thought that is beneficial in this situation. And just watch out for those negative thoughts that are sneaking their way into your into your marriage and to your feelings about your spouse. Because your brain is going to believe whatever you tell it to believe. So that is secret number one. Secret number two is that connection is something that you create in your mind. So often in marriages that one or both of the spouses are unhappy, they will say, well, we just don't have a connection. So connection is just your belief about the other person. So you can have a connection with someone that you have never even met. Sometimes people will have a connection with a celebrity or someone from the past. You can have a connection with like an ancestor that you have never even met in real life, but you feel a connection with them because you have chosen in your mind to have a connection with that person because of your thoughts and your feelings about them. So a connection doesn't even have to be a reciprocation of anything from your spouse. Connection is just all about your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions about that person. So truthfully, it only takes one person to have a connection. So if you want to connect more with your spouse, work on your thoughts and your feelings and your actions. It truthfully doesn't matter what your spouse does. They don't have to even know that you are trying to improve your connection with them. And they certainly don't have to do anything in return. They don't have to change a single thing that they're doing because connection is just all about how you feel about them. Secret number three is that you get to meet your own needs. And I feel like this is one of the major differences between life coaching and traditional therapy. In traditional therapy, in couples counseling, most of the time, the couple will go in to the office and they will say, okay, now how can you meet her needs and how can you meet his needs and what can you do differently? And that might sound lovely in theory, but the truth is nobody can meet your needs except for yourself. And certainly nobody can do it the way you want them to do it. <laughs> and it creates a lot of frustration and anger and resentment because they're not doing it right. 
because we are the only person that knows what we truly need and we're the only person that can do it the way we want it done. So just do it for yourself. It's not his job to control your emotions, to manipulate your feelings. You get to be in charge of your emotions. And that is awesome because you don't have to wait for him. You don't have to tell him what to do and then be disappointed when he doesn't do it. You get to be in charge of you. That is the best news ever. You get to just control you and he gets to control him. And then you both just get to be happy. So really, the only job that either one of you have in regards to the other person is to love them. Isn't that such a relief? You don't have to take care of him. He doesn't have to take care of you. You just get to love each other because you're both meeting your own needs. And that is such an easier and more enjoyable way to live. And it takes so much stress off of the marriage and you can just have so much more freedom to be happy and no more resentment and frustration. And this is so beneficial when you are struggling in a marriage because your spouse can behave however they want and you can choose to behave however you want. So your spouse can choose to be mad and he can yell and be upset and you don't have to respond. So it is typically our human instinct to mirror the emotions of people around us. So if someone is yelling, we will typically yell in response. So we just kind of mirror and reflect their emotions. But we don't have to if we don't want to. So if your spouse is angry and yelling, you can make an intentional choice not to mirror that emotion. And you can feel however you want. So if you have chosen that you don't want to behave that way, if you no longer want to have a marriage that's full of contention and yelling or whatever it is that you're struggling with in your marriage, you don't have to feel that way. And he can do his thing. He can yell and he can be angry and he can want to argue with you, but you don't have to if you don't want to. And that is such a liberating secret to know that you don't have to do that because you are in charge of meeting your own needs. And if your need is to no longer have a marriage full of contention, then you get to do that. You get to decide that that's what you want to do. And then you get to appreciate and value yourself. So if you feel that your spouse doesn't appreciate you, that's fine because you appreciate you and you value who you are and the contribution that you're making to the marriage and the contribution you're making to your family. It's okay if your spouse doesn't because you got you. You understand your value and you appreciate everything that you're doing. So they don't have to. You understand your own value and your own worth. Secret number four is to stop trying to control your spouse. So this is also another just totally liberating secret. You don't have to control him. That's not your job. With this one, it's important to remember that it is okay and absolutely necessary to set boundaries, especially if you feel you need to protect yourself. 
absolutely set boundaries and never put yourself in a dangerous situation. So set boundaries. However, you don't have to control his behaviors. You are not responsible for his his emotions, his thoughts, or his actions. So if he is doing something that you do not like or that is bothering you, ask yourself, why is this a problem for me? And then honestly answer that question. Why is this a problem? Why is this an issue? Is this really worth being upset about? And sometimes the answer might be yes, and then you have a decision. You can, you can change your circumstance. But most of the time, we just need to change our thoughts about it. And it's important to remember that for most people, most of their weaknesses, most of the things they struggle with are really just their strengths overused. For example, I'm going to use my husband here. <laughs> so one of my husband's biggest strengths is that he is very confident and he really doesn't uh, he really doesn't care what people think about him. He is very confident in who he is and he yeah, he just does not care what people think about him. And I love that about him. I think it is amazing. And I really admire that about him. It's one of the reasons that I fell in love with him. However, sometimes I get very frustrated with him because he doesn't care what people think about him. And so I'm always like kind of nagging him like, oh, you should comb your hair. You should, <laughs> you, are you really going to wear that? I kind of nag him about things like that. But he just doesn't care. He doesn't care what people think. So it's important to remember that our weaknesses are just strengths overused. And so step back and think about that. The things that are annoying you, the things that are bothering you, are usually the things that you actually love about your spouse. They're the reasons that you fell in love with them to begin with. And so just try and change your thoughts about it. So with my husband, when he doesn't comb his hair, I just try to laugh about it. I'm like, yep, that's Dan. That's, that's who he is. He doesn't care what people think. And I can just laugh about it. And it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. Because I know that that's his strength. And that's why I love him. And if you can do that, it just adds some humor into your marriage. It adds a little bit more love and appreciation for your spouse. And the the fifth and final secret into having a happy marriage is to remember to have fun. Marriage is fun. We hear all the time that marriage is hard work and that it's difficult and challenging. And while that is true, marriage is fun. Marriage is an amazing relationship where you get to hang out and you get to be with someone all of the time. Marriage can be so fun. And it can be such an amazing and comforting and strengthening relationship if that's what we want it to be. So remember to try to have that relationship, to try to keep that in mind. Remember to play with your spouse. And by play, I just mean do things that you enjoy. Put aside the, the work and the stress and have fun. Whatever it is that you guys enjoy doing together, do that and relax a little bit. Just take time to enjoy one another. 
and laugh and just have some fun. And remember that it really does only take one person for the marriage to work. And that one person can be you. So work really hard to manage your thoughts and your emotions. And you get to choose what your marriage means for you. I hope you guys all have a wonderful Valentine's Day. I hope you all have amazing, wonderful, happy marriages. And I hope you all seek joy and it will find you.